Uh, we are on episode 17 of the podcast. Thank you guys for tuning in, uh, whether that be on the Spotify or the YouTubes. I'm a little under the weather. Might be able to hear it in my voice. Currently sick in Kansas City. I am in Kansas City this week. Uh, flew out here on Tuesday for a job out in Topeka and did that over the course of two days. Came back to Kansas City where the rest of the crew dropped me off here at a hotel right by the airport. Uh, unfortunately, uh, they all get to fly out today. They're in the air right now, uh, but the best flight they could get me because I was added to this job a little later was tomorrow at 5.58 a.m., so wheels up pretty early, probably before the sun is even up. So I'm in this hotel. Luckily, they have a shuttle because I'm going to need that. Uh, I was worried for a little bit that I wasn't going to be close enough to get to the airport uh, via a shuttle, uh, but luckily they have a 24-7 shuttle, so that's nice. That's real nice. Uh, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm sick as a dog came down with it. Pretty much yesterday, it was starting to creep up, and now I'm fully congested, fully congested, um, but that's all right. This Floridian and his thin blood succumbed to the winter weather of the Midwest, it seems, because holy shit, it's cold out here, and I don't know if that made it worse or if that accelerated uh, my compromised immune system somehow. Probably the lack of sleep throughout the holiday weekend. Uh, speaking of, hope you all had a Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to all. Uh, Christmas was this past Monday. It was a pretty action-packed weekend for uh, the wifey and I. A lot of driving, a lot of traveling uh, within the state just to go make sure we saw everybody. Uh, a lot of traveling during this time of year. Uh, a lot of traveling. And this new job on top of the holiday traveling for myself this weekend didn't help. Uh, flying out Tuesday, I mean, I cut it fucking close. Real close. I got to the airport with two hours, but my novice ass should have realized in Orlando that's not enough during this week. Uh, when I got there, I pretty much walked up to the gate once I got through bag drop and security Walked up to the gate as they were boarding the last, like, ten people or so. So, in the nick of time, literally. And I was in the bag line. That took forever. Uh, then I got to the TSA line, and that line was just absolutely massive. And I ended up shooting the shit with the guy behind me for a little bit. A gentleman who was on his way to South Carolina. And he... <laughs> it was funny because I started talking to him and I and I said, yeah, I'm getting worried. I'm not going to make this flight. And he's like, oh, yeah, what time is your flight? And I said, it's at 1035. <laughs> and he goes, oh, yeah, you're screwed. I was like, damn, not an ounce of hope coming out of him. So I was like, when's yours? He's like, I'm not flying out till noon. I'm like, motherfucker. I'm like, you're here too early. Uh, but anyway, he was a cool guy. We started talking about what I was up to and why I was even flying out to begin with. But as we started peeling the corners, he he uh, he actually ended up asking someone if I could cut them. 
and luckily those folks uh, agreed to it. And in the end, that could have actually saved me some time because uh, I was like a family. And, you know, when you get stuck behind one of those families with the kids and they're checking the boarding pass, it takes it takes an absurd amount of time because these TSA people, they fucking have no ounce of urgency sitting in their body whatsoever. It's very similar to Disney cast members. They They move like molasses, too. And, you know, there's probably the people out there, well, when you work in that environment every day, you're not going to shut up. It's just like, they move so slow. And so does the TSA agents. They move very slow. Um, Anyway, so him letting me get in front of that group really shaved off at least a minute or two. Um, And, yeah, got through that, got to the gate and got on the plane now. Now I'm ready to come back tomorrow. But I wanted to hop on the microphone while I'm out here in my Holiday Inn Express, out here in Kansas City. I wanted to just kind of talk about my experience on these these train yards that I've been doing some of these jobs at. Uh, BNSF, uh, the railway company, owned by Berkshire Berkshire Hathaway, uh, which Warren Buffett has a huge stake in that company. Uh, conglomerate. Uh, it's been quite the little inside look at just how impressive the economy or the U.S. backbone really is. I think in today's world, we constantly screen suck and we're constantly in our cocoon and bubble of modern technology. And we forget or don't even realize the true extent of the absolute, uh, what's the right word for this? The absolute, I'm just going to say power, uh, machinery that keeps this place moving. Uh, Freight and trains delivering product all across the country, delivering, you know, raw materials and and, and, uh, things of that nature. And every train yard I've been on, I mean, there's multiple trains pulled up uh, to be serviced or just to roll through uh, to get more freight added to the load. Because uh, the one I went to in Memphis, they had these massive, absolute massive moving cranes that had these pulley systems that were designed to go down to the train lift up the, uh, what the hell are they called? People do the fucking freight? No, that's a, what the, they, the, the, the house flippers, they, the mini homes, they always, they always make them in shipping containers. Jesus. They'll go down and pick up the shipping containers and lift them up, move them off, put a new one on there and, and loading up these, this train. And I know you see that at like ports and stuff where they get taken off the ships and put onto the trains. Uh, but this was another area where that was happening. Uh, between seeing that and then these train yards, they have different specialties, a lot of them. Uh, I've noticed that some of them have like the trains rolling through and some have a lot of the train engines parked up there, um, getting service, getting fuel, getting uh, you know oil and all of the things that is needed to keep those locomotives running. Um, but anyway, being on these train yards really gives you a, 
a look at the scale of which the world operates, the real world. And, you know, it's something that you're not going to see on TikTok, that's for sure. Because it's not the most glamorous setting being on these dirty uh, train yards and with all of these machines just surrounding you. And one of the first things I noticed uh, is how large a train engine actually is in in person. Because, you know, when you're at a stoplight or rather a railroad crossing and the, and the arms come down and the train's blowing its horn and it's blowing on by, you know, you get a good look at the front of the train for a, you know, a few seconds before it's out of view. And then you see the rest of the train cars. But these train locomotives up close being right next to them. I mean, one is bigger than my house. It's absolutely a tall uh, piece of machinery, and it's very long. And that's kind of where we come in with this job we're doing, doing the uh, fall protection equipment. A lot of the times, these trains that need to be worked on, they'll be under these gallows, these tall T-beams. And what connects the two beams is a steel cable. And what happens is when workers need to do any work on top of the locomotives, they hook up to the steel cable with an, a device called a SRL, which is a self-retracting lifeline. So if they were to fall, that locks up and it prevents them from hitting the ground. Uh, but that just gives you an idea of how tall these locomotives actually are. They're massive, massive structures, ma- massive uh, train. I don't want to say automobiles, but, you know, they're massive pieces of machinery that have the capability to move on rail. We'll just say that because that's what they are. Um, And then seeing so many of them in one place, that was another thing that was just absolutely stunning. But the place we were just at here in Topeka, this place uh, was servicing a lot of the passenger rails. Uh with this company um but not for public not for the public to use these these cars were um for the executives uh as i was told from some of the workers on the inside and um it was it was uh interesting to to see how large even those cars were um up close and personal i mean trains are just massive trains are just massive pieces of machineries and just to see them moving across the country constantly, 24-7, day in and day out, getting things to where they need to go, it just goes to show you the absolute power and the force that is the U.S. economy. And that's just one method of transportation for these goods. You know, I haven't even seen an industrial port up close with those massive ships rolling in with all those shipping containers. Uh, but anyway, uh, the reason we were out there is we were installing some uh, some nets to uh, prevent people from tripping and falling into the train pits. Uh, these trains can be rolled into a designated position over a pit as you would have it like, you know, let's say take five oil change. You roll your car over that pit and they go down there and they work on the bottom. Similar thing. Um, just a very long pit to accommodate the length of a train car. Uh, so we installed some nets that could be, you know, retracted and moved around. But when the pit's not in use, you know, you have the net extended to prevent anyone from 
taking a slip, falling into the concrete pit and cracking their head or something like that. So easy job compared to the first one they had me on a few weeks ago in Bush Gardens. But uh, anyway, we're all done. And I'm, and I'm flying back uh, tomorrow, back to Florida. Back to Florida. But thinking about how powerful uh, the country actually is um, with the amount of infrastructure and the amount of uh, product that it moves, it's just, it's uh, it's bewildering to say the least. And because I'm a pretty big, uh, I, like, I like skylines, like architecture. So whenever I go to a new place or um, I like to see the downtown area kind of get a idea of how dense and thick and how many buildings are there and to see the iconic kind of identity that the initial impression of the city provides and um just based on the places i've been so far it just goes you know when you're in your bubble of where you're at you you don't really get a grasp but how vast the whole system and the interconnected system it actually is between all of these hubs in the, in the United States of different cities like Minneapolis and Chicago and the, and the roads and the train rails that lead and connect all of these different places and each, each place, you know, specializing in certain things uh, when it comes to different elements of the economy. It's stunning. And you can see how the U.S. is the most powerful country on the, on the face of the earth from this objective uh, point of view. You know, it's a debatable topic now at this point. Uh, but, you know, this is a bit of a me rambling a little bit just because I am under the weather a little sick. And I'm actually talking with my eyes closed right now to really try and focus Um to record this episode because I wanted to get one out to meet the quota. Now, that's another thing too uh, that I thought of before I start hit record. I was just sitting here. I got the TV plan, and it is very difficult to find the motivation or the kickstart moment to get you to do something while you're under the weather. Um, I nearly didn't even start recording, uh, because I felt so shitty, but I just decided, no, I I need to get it done because the week is coming to a close and I want to have this out before the weekend arrives. And that got, got me thinking of how difficult it is to want to do things when you're, when you're sick, but that's the whole thing, right? Resistance comes in many forms. It's not simply just, you know, the lack of dopamine that you're not going to receive potentially because maybe you haven't gone far enough with the thing you want to do to start generating that dopamine because you suck at it or you're not very good at it. That means the same thing. Haven't gotten very far yet, so you haven't really fallen into the process yet or, you know, procrastination, whatever it may be. Resistance comes in many forms, and being sick can be one of those forms. Um, it's easy to want to be able to just say, ah, no, like, I'll, I'll do it tomorrow, I'm not feeling good. But 
the rep is still the rep at the end of the day. You know, the conditions surrounding the rep being done don't really matter. And this is classic, classic philosophy from any of these fucking gurus that you see all over the internet that are just barking and chirping at you. But it, it, it just boils down to it being true. I mean, it's it's one of those things that is a universal truth. A rep is a rep and you just you, you show up and you do it. Um, this may not be the most quality rep um, of the reps that preceded this one, but nonetheless, it still is a rep that can be added to the total amount and thus increasing that amount. And then as you get better and as the resistance loosens its grip on you, the reps will come easier again. And that's kind of how I view being sick. Um, Even with working out, uh, I went down to the hotel gym here and I was really hoping that it was going to be a pretty dope little gym because this hotel compared to the one I just left is a lot bigger, has its own restaurant down there in the lobby, which I ate at tonight, which made uh, convenience as far as making sure I got a hot meal and without having to trek somewhere, trek to somewhere by foot nearby. Uh, but the the other hotel had a had a pretty dope little gym. It had the lap pull down machine, had a shoulder press machine, a fly machine, leg press machine, and a whole rack of free uh, uh, dumbbells. Uh, definitely one of the better ones, if not the best one I've I've seen so far. So fast forward to me arriving here, I'm expecting something even better based on the way the lobby looks. Uh, I was disappointed. Never judge a book by the cover. Classic lesson occurred. I went to that gym and it, it, it sucked. There was a treadmill, a little elliptical, and there was a third machine. I don't even know what the hell it was, but it was something I was <laughs> not interested in because I've been working on uh, rehabbing my, my left shoulder. I've got a little impingement going on. So it would have been easy to just phone it in right then and there and say, ah, they don't have what I need. I will just call it a night. But luckily, I came prepared and I had brought my resistance bands in my luggage. So I simply came back up to the room and performed a resistance band style workout to once again get the rep in. And um, as this year comes to a close, you know, my record hasn't been perfect. But it has been drastically different than 2023. Um, it's a shame that I'm closing the door on, or excuse me, 2022. It's a shame that I'm closing the door on 2023 while being so under the weather. But hopefully, hopefully uh, the symptoms subside within the next couple of days. Uh, especially while I'm back home because I definitely don't want to be feeling this way while I'm at home. So... Anyway, y'all, that is basically the insight that I'm bringing for this episode. Um, I hope everyone who decided to listen to this had a wonderful Christmas. New Year's is around the corner, and we are going to be getting there sooner rather than later. I mean, tomorrow's already Friday, and then we got 
New Year's Eve on Sunday. And then Monday, we got New Year's Day, baby, January 1st, 2024. Pretty remarkable stuff. I cannot believe we are already at 2024. A lot of people chirping about 2024. I guess time will tell. We'll see how this year unfolds. Um, I'm trying to do better about being locked in into a doom and gloom scenario with how things seem to be unfolding. But a a big part of that is obviously screen sucking. If you do a little too much of that, you're going to be warped in your perception of how things actually are outside of your little... 4x6 screen, that's actually too big, 4x2 screen I think is the size of an iPhone, who knows, but yeah, we will see, 2024, going to have some episode uh, plans, like I said in the last one, Um, working on solidifying two dates, and again, it all falls on me right now due to this new transition, but I think next week it looks like it might not be going anywhere, which is going to be fantastic, so I can hopefully... Um, put in some, put in a, a good front load of work for the new year on this. So I'm looking forward to sharing that with you all. Anyway, guys, thank you for tuning in. I will see you at the next episode. Have a great rest of the week, and I hope that you guys have a happy New Year's celebration, and we'll touch base soon. Take care.